ticket thing. Feel low, take your time. Take a ticket, take the train to the end of the line. See where you can go. Spend it, it's plastic, no do or die. Better flip it, think about it, we'll do just fine. Well, these things will come and go. Hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 91. A lot happened this week. A lot happened. Um, not really, don't really need to talk about Super Tuesday, except for the fact that the Democrats chose a zombie candidate as their front runner. They, uh, you know, they, they had backdoor meetings, like, like they do. It's funny how people think, uh, their vote matters. I mean, besides the fact that when you vote, uh, a dumber person is canceling out your vote and uh it's kind of inefficient unless you live in florida where your vote kind of counts in the general election and unless you pay attention to your uh, local elections uh then you know other than that your vote doesn't really count and it just it's like it's funny because with the with the democrats they have for a whole year you're running 30 candidates and then you're left with about five before Super Tuesday. And then three of them, or two of them, decide to drop out. The two of them that, that could have... Wait, two of them decided to drop out. One of them decided to stay in. And it was all to fuck over Bernie. Now, I don't really care about him. But it's just funny how transparent it is. How they've rigged it for a person suffering from dementia. And I'm not exaggerating. But, but Joe Biden is 77 years old and he's suffering from dementia... And they're propping him up to go against Trump. I th- I actually, there's still a part of me that doesn't feel like he's going to be the nominee. Something's going to happen. There's going to be some sort of brokered convention. That, and, and someone like Hillary will swoop in. That's my prediction. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just don't see this guy lasting until November. And by the way, if he does reach it to the finish line in November, he's going to get trounced by trump it's going to be hilarious and the dementia is going to get worse so look if you don't have a heart like i do (laughs) if you if you if you feel comfortable making fun of an old guy with dementia that is uh put front row front center in front of the whole country right he's there propped up if you don't feel bad making fun of him then we're gonna have a good time but if you have a heart and uh if you actually kind of care about someone like that uh you're 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 in for a it's going to be pretty upsetting for you the, this election season but that's all i really need to say about super tuesday and uh the only thing surprising is just how the lengths they go to fuck over bernie and uh i should have seen it coming it's flanking it's uh it's you know when wolves go hunting and one goes from one one group of the pack goes on one side, the other on the other side, and then the other on the other side. They had them, then they, they trapped the animal. That's what they did to Bernie. <laughs> so it's really strategically, it's pretty interesting and kind of funny. And then uh, you know, yeah. But with regards to that, that's all I really needed to. Oh no, actually, never mind. 
Good thing I have notes, huh? Good thing I'm not just riffing 100%. By the way, my notes aren't like, oh, you should say this verbatim. My notes are pictures and links to articles. And then, you know, I already have my beliefs pretty firm, and uh, I just go off that. But when it comes to beliefs, I'm 33 years old, and they evolve. My philosophy evolves. It gets a little bit more sophisticated. It, things aren't so black and white. Uh, the whole, the, you know, like I used to believe live and let live. I don't really believe that anymore. You have to fight. And the problem with conservatives is they, by nature, do not fight. By nature, like they can't pull off the thing that the DNC did to Bernie. Conservatives don't, re- it's not in their repertoire to do that. Because we are, by nature, pussies. By nature, if your message is, hey, let's keep things as is, that's not going to sell. You know what sells is change. We need change, and we need progress and change, and this. No one ever asks to what. Okay, fine. This has been working out. Millions of people a year want to come into our country, but uh, I'm with you. Let's change. No one says to what. When the answer usually is on their side, it's let's change to how other countries are. Why would we do that when millions of people want to come here? Do they not understand that that our way of life has been working and we must preserve it? So conservatives aren't very strong on that selling point. They're not very firm on that. They're not combative, and they need to be combative. And that's the interesting thing about Trump is he's not he, he, he doesn't apologize. He doesn't capitulate, and he... Um, he, uh, he fights. And that's why conservative Inc. hates him. The, besides the Democrats and liberals hating him, conservative Inc. hates him because they, it, it, he is everything that, that uh, they aren't. And they are not used to that. They're, they're actually not used to having a fighter. They, they look at it as an enemy and something to be, uh, you know, to be eliminated. But what happened to me? So I changed. I've changed. And I'm not conservative ink. I'm conservative fighter. And uh, with all the things I ever tweet, if you pay attention to my Twitter, at Josh Lakash, I say some racy things. And then sometimes I say things in jest mixed with... Um, mixed with what, I, with what I believe. But, you know, it's never... It's not... So, uh, fascist. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just using that word because everyone who hates me will call me that. Or a Nazi. Or a white supremacist Nazi sympathizer. And I'll get to that in a second, too. But um, one of the things I tweeted this week, which was, like, uh, completely throwaway. I I just, I didn't even think about it, really. Was someone posted a, in in Los Angeles, where I live, someone posted an I voted sticker. And then I noticed under it, it had 15 other languages that translate into, I voted. And, um, you know, by law, we don't have a national language. But, you know, one of my opinions is, and it's not one of the big opinions, but one of my opinions is I think we should. You come into this country, you must learn English. You can't segregate yourself and and hold on to, to your culture 100%. Like, you need to assimilate. So that's all I'm saying. 
And then I condensed that viewpoint into one tweet with that picture of the sticker with 15 other languages. I said, nothing says American more than California's I voted sticker with various other languages. Very woke. It's kind of unjust. I, I wrote it, threw it away, don't care. It's not, again, it's not my, it's not my main concern. And also, I just, it, it, whatever. So the responses I got, I actually got a ton of responses because I guess I'm on some lists of, uh, of people who hate me. Like, people hate follow me. And to be to be transparent, I hate follow some people too. So um, what I got I got some responses, and before I read them to you, I think it's kind of cute how uh, you know in 2016 or 15, uh, conservatives or Republicans or whatever coined the phrase "snowflake" because you know the other side wants political correctness and they want a police language and. And they are sensitive, and, and, and they're sensitive for many reasons, and it's because they grew up in the self-esteem movement, and they've been told they're special, and so on. So hearing things that they're not used to hearing outside of their bubble, they kind of overreact. But what they tend to do now is they take our insults and reappropriate it for themselves without really understanding the core meaning of them. And uh, I, I'll, I'll read you some comments, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. So someone said, uh, wow, someone is a bit sensitive, elitist, and racist. Okay, first of all, let me break that down for a second. Sensitive, no. Like I said, this tweet, throwaway. Even if you read it in context, you'll, you'll realize, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't rant about it. You, you go through my timeline. I never talk about any of this. It's just an example of the fact that we are more, uh, we're buying into this diversity myth, hook, line, and sinker, and and uh, it's me, I'm just like a little pushback, a little question. I'm questioning it a little bit. So, sensitive. No. I'm sensitive about other things, uh, important things. I mean, as anyone should be, you should be sensitive to certain things. You should be sensitive to the fact that uh, demographics are changing rapidly, that, that, that a whole party is, actually both major parties are really buying into uh, globalism. And then you have populist movements within those parties are pushing back against it. You should be sensitive to the fact that they're trying to sell your future, that they don't care about where you live. You should be sensitive to the fact in Los Angeles, for instance, that there, or in California, that there's f- more than 50,000 homeless people and the, the state's not doing anything about it. And then they keep importing more people, more and more people from third world countries and they're not helping the Americans that are living on the street. So we should be sensitive to major things. And when I say sensitive, I don't mean you'd curl up into a ball and, and roll over and cry. But you sh- it, it's more of an awareness type of thing. For instance, when I have kids, I'm not going to live here. Because it's a way of, uh, you have to be aware of the outside influences that want to, um, that want to uh, you know, basically indoctrinate your kids for the greater good of their propaganda and there's other topics that you'll know what i'm talking about uh that i'll get to in a in a second so you should be sensitive to those things elitist um how because i want to preserve the greatest country in the world you have to you have to acknowledge it's like again ask yourself why do people want to come here is it because we suck is it because we're racist 
It's it's weird that if we're such a racist country that millions of people want to come here a year and billions if they could would. Um, it's not elitist to recognize we're the best. The West is the best. It's not elitist to recognize and want to preserve that. Sorry, learn your words. Learn like <laughs> it's it's kind of like um they the, people like this they um they throw these insults up without thinking. They're just typing. It's it's NPC, non-playable characters. They're just writing what they've been programmed to write. It's uh it's cute. It's kind of like if you if you push back against a whore on the on online, uh, a girl with a OnlyFans link in her bio, which is porn. Uh, and it, it's funny. It's like if you push back against those types of people, they immediately will go after uh, your dick size, because their whole life has been shaped by uh, sex. Sex is the main thing in their life. That's where they get their income. That's where they get their 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 personality. That's where they get their philo- That's where they get their whole meaning. So they prop up sex as the, the most important thing. And uh, if you attack them and acknowledge and try to, you know, basically uh, acknowledge that fact, then uh, then they, their response is a, a sexual response and saying, oh, you're probably saying this because you have a one inch dick or something. OK, cool. That hurts so much. I haven't heard that one before. Oh, my God. Um, so then the next one is uh, racist. Yes, again, I am a racist for wanting to preserve the United States of America. <laughs> I am racist for that. Okay, fine, you got me. That word has lost all meaning. I am a racist. By the way, everyone is. Deep down, everyone is. You've been programmed that way. You look at other people that you don't really hang around with, and you're a little uh, weary of them. That's racism. It's a defense mechanism we evolved with. And I'll be honest with you. I don't like the Chinese. I don't like how they run how they run their whole uh, society. I don't like how they treat animals. I don't like how they treat the environment. I don't like how they treat each other. And they're gross, and I've been there. And uh, I have a point of reference because I have been there. Slavery exists. How about that? People complain about slavery in the past of the United States of America and reparations and all these things, and uh, which is, I mean, it's such a stupid, it's just so stupid, but it still exists. It still exists in India. It still exists in Muslim countries. It still still exists in China. It exists. There's an estimated 90 million slaves that, that live, that are living today. And I, I honestly would suspect it's, it's higher because of the sex slave and human trafficking trade. So, okay, call me a racist. Oh, my God, that hurt me so much. And then someone, someone else says, nothing says American like not realizing our country is legit founded on the idea immigrants will have a safe place to live and come and, and came here in boat and shiploads, much like your ancestors did from various places. Okay, first of all, uh, it was, it was, I mean, in the 1800s, there was only 20,000 people a year coming here. It wasn't a million. It was 20,000. With that, you have time to assimilate, time to uh, learn and recognize and realize what's in, what, what makes this country great. 
Um, and now because of technology and airplanes and cars and and everything, uh, it's a lot easier to to come here and, and cross our border illegally. You need to preserve these things. This is a very I spoke about this earlier this week, but this is a very important thing. It's probably one of the top three issues in this country. It's closing the border, deportation, mass deportation of people who shouldn't be here. And, and if they want to come here, they got to do it legally. And we got to vet them, everyone. And we should only try to bring in the most impressive people. And also, not a million people a year at a time. Maybe at most 100,000. Maybe, but that might be too much. Um, and, it, and it's like what I was talking about earlier this week with, with uh, the airline that was saying that nothing in um, Scandinavia was was made by Scandinavians. It was by everyone else. And everyone else is better than us. Everyone wants to come here because of the environment and ethos. We're an incubator of ideas. And we can only be that if we have closed borders. It It's not going to be like this forever. You want to know what the future is? You want to know what the future of having 15 languages on an I Voted sticker is? The future is Blade Runner. That's globalism, and 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 people are waking up to it. Maybe maybe even subconsciously for people who don't pay attention. But I think people are waking up to it. The fact of the matter is, is Italy, and Greece, and in Brazil, and and uh, and even even uh, Great Britain, all these countries are waking up to the fact that globalism isn't working. Oh, uh, Poland, Hungary. It, the list goes on, and and especially the United States of America, voting for Trump, and uh, so then I got another thing. I, I I got many comments, but I'll just read a few. America, he spelled America with three K's in the middle because KKK and racism is on its deathbed. I can't wait to rip it from underneath your feet in 2020. Okay, on what planet? And if it's so racist, why are you here, Mister White Guy? Who tweeted that at me? It, what planet are these people on? And then uh, someone says, uh, "This is American. Get this is American. Oh, oh, meaning the sticker. This is American. Get over it, snowflake. Boom. That's the word I was saying earlier that they uh, reappropriated without really knowing its meaning. Okay, call me that. I don't. I really don't care. Um, I just think that these. This is very, very amusing. These are these are the people who." who watch MSNBC for their economic news. These are people who listen to the pundits on MSNBC for, uh, you know, or actually just any news, but I'll get to that in a second too. <laughs> um, and then he says, uh, absolutely nothing more American, that diversity and respecting others. I, I think he meant to write then diversity and respecting others. Diversity is not our strength. Diversity is our weakness. See, just Just look at what's happening in Europe. And the influx of 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 uh, migrants and uh, what's it, refugees. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, it's enriching their societies. It, everyone crossing the border—they're all scientists and lawyers and doctors. All those teenagers, all those fourteen-year-old men, because it's ninety-nine percent fourteen-year-old men who, for some reason, they look like they're forty. But you don't need to question that. Those are all doctors. Those are all people trying to enrich your society. Those are not people who are going to uh, immediately go on welfare and live in ghettos and and rape and pillage. That's not what it is, you racist, sexist. I don't know why I said sexist. I guess because it's um, 
you know, I've been trained. It's racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, all these things. And then someone said, if you imagine, if you will, being so fragile that a simple translated phrase turned you intolerant in a country that is literally made for multiple cultures and languages. No. No. People who come here and want to assimilate, the first thing they do is learn English. And their kids, when they have kids, you know what language they speak? English. They tend to, to lose their native tongue. They, they tend to not even have their accents that their parents have. How about that? So no, you're wrong. Or we could go with, show me where the sticker hurt you. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm so hurt. Either way, you're your an man child who needs to grow up man the, all of these people have spelling mistakes these people just haven't assimilated very well into our country and the last comment i need to read to you is my favorite one because it's by someone i know it's and i've mentioned him probably on this podcast before this is someone i've known for more than 10 years and uh and uh he had leukemia a few years ago, and when he had leukemia, I, I wasn't talking, I wasn't friends with him anymore, because around uh, th- four years ago, the last time I had Facebook, I deleted my Facebook four years ago because of this guy, and uh, I hate Facebook, so it was a, it was a blessing in disguise, was uh, I said something about freedom of speech after Charles, Charleston, or whatever, the, the, that rally, the Unite the Right rally. And uh, I, I wrote something like, uh, you know, these those people kind of suck, but but it's it's great that they could do that because uh, freedom of speech or something, and we must protect hate speech. There's no such thing as hate speech. We need, we must protect protect speech we dislike. So then, in that, it, when I wrote that on Facebook, he said he commented. He called me a white Nazi white supremacist sympathizer, and I said, "Bro, you've known me for for ten years." Uh, you know I'm Jewish, right? And he <laughs> he commented, "How many times are you going to use the Jew card?" So I'm like, "Okay, cool. I see where I see where we uh, stand. We're not friends. This is not how friends talk to each other. This is fucking retarded." I'll delete my Facebook. I don't need to have interactions with people that, especially people I know like this. It's not healthy. It's not good. And for some reason, he still follows. I guess he hate follows me on Twitter. For some reason, he he still follows me. So he wrote with regards to this I voted sticker thing. He wrote, the fuck happened to you, Josh? Hey, man, I'm older than when you first met me. How weird would it be if I still thought the same way I did in my then in my early 20s? How weird would it be if I lived my life like I did in my early 20s? which is sleep around, drink a lot, go out every night until 5 a.m., and think like that's a good thing. So now flip it to philosophically and politically, how do I think? Wouldn't it be weird if I still lived my life thinking live and let live is a good idea? And if it doesn't hurt me, then they sh- we should allow people to act a certain way. I was watching um, Eric Weinstein's podcast Yes, last night for 30 minutes, like a two-hour podcast. I only could make it to 27 minutes. He was interviewing Riley Reed. So this is Eric Weinstein, who works for Peter Thiel and Thiel Capital. And he's supposedly one of the people in the intellectual dark web. And he's, a, he's supposedly a genius and a deep thinker. And I've met him. And I've, I've heard him uh, run Q&As in, in these talks at Thiel Capital. And the guy is not very impressive. Sorry, just because you you're you're 
you're knowledgeable in science and biology and uh, all that doesn't mean you're that much of a deep thinker. It means that you are interested in in things that I can't really grasp. But other than that, philosophically speaking, you're not very you're not very smart. So he had Riley Reed, a 28 year old porn star, on his podcast yesterday, and I could only make it to 27 minutes because she's fucking retarded. And he's retarded for having her on his podcast thinking you're going to get anything out of that conversation. The reason I bring that up is because not once in that 27 minutes, and I guarantee you based off where the, the, the trajectory of where that conversation was going, that he wasn't going to talk about the negative effects of porn. Not only the negative effects of porn on the people who are involved in porn, like the women. Most women who get involved in porn uh, have been blackmailed to do so. They, they, they dig themselves in a, in, a, in a hole and they keep digging and digging and digging and then they're stuck there. And before you know it, they're past their prime and can't have a family and, and they're all used up. So besides that, the, what about the negative effects of porn and how, easy, how easily accessible it is for kids, underage kids? And I'm not talking about 17-year-olds. I'm talking about like 8-year-olds and 10-year-olds, which is actually a thing. It's happening. So he didn't talk about that with her. And that, the conversation was not going there. But, you know, the old self, the old me would have been live and let live. It's totally fine. It's to- it, you know, it doesn't affect me. And if I have kids, you know, I'll deal with that in that time. And that's the problem with conservatives today, too. They don't question this. They don't talk about that. They don't think that that's a major problem. They don't think that the soul of the country slipping away is a major problem. They look at the GDP. They look at the they look at growth. And jobs and job reports and all that. But other than that, they don't really understand. Again, it goes back to the the soul and ethos of this country. They don't look at that as a real thing because souls don't exist. (laughs) And uh, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. So what the fuck happened to me, Caleb? Caleb Gouge? Not your real name. At C-A-L-E-B-G-A-U-G-E. What the fuck happened to me? I grew because I questioned my surroundings. I don't take things for as they are. I, I, I look at things and I and then I tinker with my own beliefs. It's so passive aggressive aggressive. You're such a fag to tweet at me. You know what would be really cool? Hey Josh text text me. Hey Josh, I noticed you tweeted this thing. What did you mean by that? We should meet up. I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, by the way, thanks for the hundred dollars you gave to my uh leukemia fund. I never got to thank you for that, by the way. I gave that money to him when I wasn't friends with him anymore. Yes, I did it out of spite, but I also did it with the hopes of maybe he'll he'll try to reach out and be like, "Hey, man, thanks so much." So, you know, we have disagreements and and uh, different points of views, but but you know, thank thank you know, thanks for you know looking past those things and giving me a hundred dollars. You know, I I maybe I think too highly of people, but I didn't ever get that. And uh, and then with this, I get a passive-aggressive, bitchy, faggy response on Twitter. The more interesting thing would be, hey, man, let's meet up. This is interesting. You're, you, you, you said this. I don't really know what you mean by it, but we should talk about this because I like hearing things that I don't really agree with. But, but maybe if we speak about it on a deeper level, maybe I will agree with it. And maybe on Flip It, maybe he can convince me otherwise. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll gladly meet up with you. No, no, I didn't get that text message. I got a passive-aggressive faggy tweet. He fucking tweeted me. Have fun with your uh, dog 
and you're the girl you finally married after being with for 15 years or so. You're never going to have kids with her, but you have a dog, so have fun with that, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, I don't know. You're better than me. We just know you're better than me. Remember? So I'm going to talk about that MSNBC thing because I think it's hilarious. But before that, since I was talking about how conservatives are fucking weak and, 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 and lame. And, uh, you know, and I don't only talk shit about the left. I got to talk shit about the right, too, because, oh, God, they're so fucking gay. Um, a big win a big win this past week is uh Ivanka Trump the daughter of Trump she she she's a globalist she's she's a she's not a conservative she's a fake conservative like the Nikki Haley's and Ben Shapiro's and Charlie Kirk's and all these people who uh who uh where is this okay so she she she's on a crusade of like getting more women to work and and all that but um there was a tweet that I'm not going to watch this four-minute video of Melania talking, but uh, Melania Trump, because I guess she is uh, regurgitating what what her, not her daughter, what's it called? Stepdaughter, said. um, She said this, and conservatives tweeted, like, it's a good thing. They said, under Melania Trump, under this administration, we have seen the unemployment rate for women reach the lowest level in almost 70 years. In last year, women filled over 70% of all new jobs added. This is a big step forward for women. Is it? Again, it's not only about numbers, you fucking idiots. You, you idiot conservatives. It's not only about numbers. What happened to the family? What happened to striving to create stability in the family? Did that just die when you lost the gay marriage thing? Because they used to talk about family values and all that. By the way, I never, I don't think that they really ever knew what family values meant. They just said it as a talking point. But they never, they never dug deeper on the true meaning of that. And uh, I couldn't disagree more with that talking point, with that conservative talking point. Again, the Charlie Kirks and Ben Shapiro's and all these people regurgitate that. So I wrote, I, I said, uh, I hate this conservative ink talking point. This isn't a victory. It's a massive indication that the familial hierarchy is heavily fractured. Yeah, it is. We need fewer women in the workforce. We need to bring back the nuclear family. We need to bring back stability. You know, and I, I keep mentioning this. When a, when a, first of all, they keep pushing like uh, being a single mother is an option. It's not an option. It's a recipe for disaster. Your kids are going to resent you for it. They're going to hate you. They're going to put you in a home, and they're never going to see you again because they hate you for it. it it's, 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 uh, there's no balance in their life if they have that. And then it's it it it, it poo poos the the importance of men in the family. Women are the nurturers. It's not only that, but they're the the um, homemakers. They make the home nice, and they 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 make the food, and they they keep the house. It's like it's like the house is their country. That's their it's their it, it's their fortress, and they keep that. Uh, out of harm's way, out of the influences from the outside world. And they nurture the babies and all that. And the man has to provide, and the man has to protect them from those outside influences as well. And, 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 uh, you know, there's obviously more to it. But it's like, oh, okay, we, let's throw all that away. None of that matters anymore. 
that the, the GDP, the stock market, the, 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 the Dow Jones, that's what matters. More women in the workforce, that's great. <laughs> no, it's not. And by the way, women are the unhappiest they've ever been. You know, since they started keeping these statistics, they're the unhappiest because they're shitty men. They're, they're just a shitty version of a man. So then I wrote, uh, what are conservatives conserving? Why are they pushing these talking points? Why are they peddling paid maternity leave and free daycare? All things considered, when if there are two parents in the household and they both work, uh, you're not really bringing in extra income. You're bringing in an extra, what, $1,000, $2,000 at most? You're going to have to have two cars. You're going to have to have uh, another set of wardrobe for your work. You're going to have to pay for daycare. You're going to have to pay for a, a nanny. You're going to, by the time the money is left over, you're just being a shitty version of a man. Who is uh, taking care of the family? The immigrant? <laughs> the immigrant <laughs> that you that you so, oh so want in this country and, you, you know, as an indentured servant, you want them as your little slave and you pay them a couple hundred bucks a week to to uh, take care of your family that's that's what you're preserving what happened to you so yeah this is not a good thing conservatives what are you conserving it's not not only about the economy and money so um let's move on to a lighter thing you know how um uh, math is gay. <laughs> do you know how math is gay? And um, and do you know how, how Jews are, are the only good people at math? And how we control the media, how Jews control the media? Um, I feel like that might not be true. I feel like that might not be true because um, someone, some retarded girl tweeted that yesterday. And then she made her account private. But she tweeted how... Um, Bloomberg spent $500 million to run for president. And if he just gave every American a million dollars out of that $500 million, uh, no, not if he, he could have, they said, she said, he could have given every American in America a million dollars out of that $500 million. Does the math check out? That doesn't equal to like 300 and something trillion dollars, right? No, 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 it's it, it, the math. Yeah, 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 the math checks out. Okay, so everyone was shitting on that girl who wrote that tweet. You know, because math is gay. <laughs> math doesn't matter. I'll just tweet this thing out and everyone will. Uh, and this, by the way, this this woman writes for the Washington Post or something. And she tweeted that out. So, okay, so she realized she fucked up uh, because everyone was crapping on her for that tweet. And she made her account private. But that didn't stop MSNBC. That didn't stop MSNBC from reporting this as fact. <laughs> um, and I just find it really amusing because, again, I thought Jews controlled the media. And this had to go through many people before it got on air. By the way, if you gave everyone in America um, money from that $500 million that Bloomberg spent... It would have amounted to a dollar fifty-three per person, not a million dollars, you retard. <laughs> and again, it's not like an isolated thing where one person tweeted it and everyone was like, "You're dumb." MSNBC, Brian Williams picked this up as news. 
and then they had an, an editorial board member from the New York Times, a New York Times editorial board member, Mara Gay, tweet. Uh, I mean, re- not tweet, respond. It's in- it's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. Yes, it's true. We all could have gotten a million dollars out of that five hundred million dollars. I can't believe Bloomberg didn't do that. I can't believe Bl- if Bloomberg didn't just do that as his as his uh, instead of spending ads on Facebook, uh, he could have just given everyone a million dollars and he would have been president. Like that, he would have gotten 100% of the vote. He didn't do that. It's so bizarre he didn't do that. So uh, this is the video. If he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, Somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I got it. Let's put it up on the screen. When I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 on ads. U.S. population, 327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does It does suggest you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. Um, and it makes it difficult because what we want... <laughs> That's the clip. These are the people who... Um, non-stop shit on Trump and they don't like when the country's doing well these are the people that a lot of people on the left look up to and they are the they're supposed to be the creme de la creme I mean you're on TV you're getting paid millions of dollars a year you know MSNBC uh, since these people have no concept of math I'm sure if you paid them half you could convince them that they just got a raise I'm, it's just, that's just like a you know, a tip, a free tip for you, MSNBC, if you're listening. I doubt it. <laughs> but, you know, um, again, these people um, clearly know their math. And uh, you can just pay them half and they'll they'll think it's a raise. I think I think you should do it. it saves you a lot of money. And you don't need to fire them and, and try to hire smarter people. It, it probably it's, it's probably beneficial to have these retards on the news. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Not only that, but let's just for say, let's just say for instance, um, they uh they decided to give everyone a million dollars, and the they let's just say is the government, right? Because they're the ones who print the money. Um, do you know what would happen? I mean, besides total economic collapse, let's just say there's no economic collapse, we'd become Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe has an a hundred trillion dollar bill. Do you know how you get a hundred trillion dollar bill? When you keep printing money, there's something called inflation. The math doesn't check out, but it's funny because uh, the the res- the response from one of these people was uh, blah 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 math blah blah. So the person who wrote the original tweet said blah 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 math blah blah. People are telling me my numbers are wrong, but the point still stands. He could easily afford to give everyone a million and literally never notice. She doubled down. That is fucking amazing that you doubled down. Okay, so this guy, his net worth is $60 billion. If he gave everyone a million dollars, he would be uh, in the red of uh, 300, $329 trillion or something. The math checks out. He could have gotten a loan to give everyone a million dollars. 
how can someone be this dumb? You double down on that? By the way, I'm reading this. I didn't I saved the link cuz I'm like, "Oh, this this might be a good thing." But <laughs> she doubled down. So I'm reading this is a as a this is as much of a surprise as it, it is uh to me it is as it is to you cuz I didn't read this before. Someone wrote back, "Oh my gosh, at Mikita Rivas, who's by the way, this is a this is basically a retarded person. This is a diversity hire. This is not someone who was hired for their um for their writing. Uh Mikita Rivas doubled down, wrong again. One would need Oh, I was right. One would need three hundred and twenty seven trillion dollars to give each American one million. Bloomberg is worth sixty five billion, which equals around two hundred dollars per American. This is why socialism is gaining traction because government schools suck at teaching basic math. Yeah, math is gay. I can't believe this person this person doubled down on that. That's amazing. That's hilarious. I applaud if you're that dumb and that stubborn, I applaud you. In a, in a weird way, I find that not only humorous, yes, it's humorous and sad. It's very sad that this is the state of our country. But um, that takes some balls. I mean, when you're that dumb, maybe you're that. Maybe you're so dumb that you don't realize you're that dumb. But I don't know. I, I a part of it is balls, and that's some big balls right there. So um, back to the other thing when I was saying that the more women in the workforce is a uh, negative. Um, a thing I wanted to talk about last, actually now for a couple weeks is um is again the constant push of of the family being degraded and and shat on and and especially by by people the people on the left and i i I hate doing this people on left versus people on the right thing but it's it's very telling when you have a whole group of people that they all they do is uh they're purely subscribed to narcissism they're 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 pure narcissists, atheists, nothing mad. How could you function as a person if that's what you subscribe to? Nothing matters if you subscribe to that. Not only that, not only does nothing matter, um, hence making fa- making a sta- stable family, having babies, having a you know traditional values, and all that all that's bullshit. So nothing matters, and you don't subscribe to the things that do, but you succumb to your primal needs. And what I mean by that is that's, again, what I was talking about before with the porn stars. You succumb to your primal needs, so you put something like sex as the, the, the thing on the pedestal for you. That is what makes you who you are, your sexuality, the amount of sex you have, the amount of people you sleep with. So sex is the most important thing in your life, and that is a very meaningless life to live so it's 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 things like frivolous things like sex and partying and drugs and and all these things that that make you who you are so so since you're a a a nihilist those are the things that make that make for an important life so those are the things that you're fighting to preserve and so in your weird warped mind that is traditionalism for you the things that really don't offer anything of substance to you in your life. 
And uh, so your natural knee-jerk reaction is to shit on the family. And that's why this is becoming more and more of a prominent talking point of, of uh, people on the far left. So this is an article from Vice Magazine. And the, the headline, and by the way, the, the picture of the, it's like, who hurt you? The picture of the, the woman who wrote this? I mean, she's gross. And yes, people can be born with beautiful features and, uh, and symmetry and, and, and like uh, high cheekbones. And like there is actual and, and like cur- nice curves and, and, and fat in all the right places. But, you know, no fat around the belly. All that, right? You can be born built a certain way. But uh, if you don't take care of yourself, you lose like three, four, five points. And it's your choice. It's like, it's like if, you, if you work out, you eat healthy, and, and you dress appropriately and nice, and, uh, and you wear makeup, and you have a normal nice haircut, long hair, feminine features, uh, that adds a lot of points to your looks. So if you're listening to this, if you're a girl and you think you're ugly, that's partially your fault. Yes, you could have been born pretty, but uh, there's a lot you can do. And also if you're a dude, by the way, if you're a dude and you eat like shit and you don't work out and you don't shave and you don't get you don't have a nice haircut and uh, you just lose a lot of points. It goes both ways, by the way. You got to present yourself. So this girl who wrote this article is is just tragically ugly. And a lot of it has to do with her being fat and frumpy and wearing weird shit and uh, looking miserable. By the way, if you're a feminist and if you're angry all the time, your body's going to create more testosterone and you're going to have more masculine features and you're not going to be so attractive. Your body, your body is, is going to be confused. So the headline is, we can't have a feminist future without abolishing the family. The nice thing about articles like this is it doesn't tiptoe around and it doesn't pretend like it's something else and it's uh it's not a it's not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like they're very honest with what their agenda is, which I de- I definitely appreciate. And then it says the feminist thinker. How do you how, how do you become a feminist? Th- how do you become a thinker? How's that a job? You sit on a chair and then you think. And then you write angry tweets and then boom, you're a feminist thinker. The feminist thinker Sophie Lewis has a radical proposal for what comes next. Okay, sorry. The girl in the picture isn't the one who wrote it. It's about her. My point still stands. So it says, uh, a little more than two weeks before I plan to meet the feminist theorist. She's a theorist too. Not only a thinker, but a theorist. Sophie Lewis, uh, uh, the feminist thinker Sophie Lewis, her mother died. She had been di- diagnosed with stage 4 cancer in March, requiring Lewis to travel back and forth between her home in Philadelphia and a hospital in the UK, a journey she technically wasn't allowed to make due to the pending status of her green card. Oh, we got to deport this British <laughs> girl. Uh, when her mother passed away in late November, she did uh, so she did so thousands of miles away while Lewis and her brother sang the Taylor Swift song Safe and Sound to her over Skype. Yeah, these people have no taste also. They don't care about aesthetic. They don't care about uh, beauty. They don't care about anything. Clearly, if that's what you're singing to your dying mother on Skype, Taylor Swift, really cool. You're going to remember that forever. Earlier that month at a lecture in Lower Manhattan hosted by the arts journal Eflux, Lewis, who is 31, 
reflected on what some might see as an obvious irony to her crisscrossing the ocean to care for her ailing mother. Um, man, it's, like I don't need this whole backstory. Tell me why you want to dest- destroy the... So then it's talking about her book, and then in quote it says, 2019, in addition to its more general geopolitical ghoulishness, has been a difficult one for this particular family ab- abolitionist. Lewis told the audience of about two dozen. She's such a influential deep thinker, by the way, that only two dozen people showed up her, to her talk. Um, it's been surreal because the temporal coincidence of the full surrogacy launch with this unprecedented requirement for me that I be at my closest bio-relative's bedside. That's what she calls her mom. My closest bio-relative. Not mom. Man, she must have had great parents. Brought the stakes of my subject matter to life with almost unbearable intensity. I have no idea what you're complaining about. The book and its core premise has gained widespread attention. You mean... More than the two dozen people sh- that showed up to her talk from leftist publications uh, like Jacobin and the, Na- and the Nation all the way to Fox News' Tucker Carlson, who dedicated a June segment on his primetime show to tearing it down. Yeah, rightfully so. Tucker's awesome, by the way. He's like the only person worth listening to on Fox. Maybe Greg Gutfeld, but Tucker's awesome. I suggest, by the way, I suggest if you listen to my podcast, watch at least like one to two Tucker shows a week. And you'll know what I'm talking about. The dude brings it every night. His monologues are amazing. So then it says, Recently, the columnist David Brooks declared in The Atlantic that the nuclear family was a mistake. Hey, I I did a whole podcast on that. The piece inspired a niche version of a popular Drake meme with the singer shaking his head in a disapproval at Brooks' column in one frame and smiling at full surrogacy now in the next. All right. We gotta, we gotta move on with this. When Lewis, when Lewis demands full surrogacy now, she isn't talking about commercial surrogacy or surrogacy TM, as she puts it. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Instead, she uses the surrogacy industry to bring the argument that all gestation is work because of the immense physical and emotional labor it requires of those who do it. So she, uh, she often refers to pregnancy as an extreme sport. What? If all forms of pregnancy count as work, we can take a clear-eyed look at our current working conditions. It is a wonder we let fetuses inside of us, she says. Uh, This is really weird. I don't even know what she's talking about. So she's for surrogacy? All right, let me just go to the bullet points. Lewis imagines a future where the labor of making new human beings is shared among us all. Yeah, everything is about communism. It it boils down to communism with them. Nothing is yours anymore. Your land isn't yours. Your home isn't yours. There is no borders. Nothing matters. You have a kid and it's everyone else's kid. That should work out very nicely. Um, Mother, the word mother, no longer being a natural category, but instead something we can choose. Lewis isn't concerned with incremental changes within our existing systems. Our existing systems stem from nature, you fucking retard. It's not like someone set someone in a 
a, it's not like a, a it's not like a dictator came down from the sky and is like this is how families are and we must all do it forever and we must evolve a hundred thousand years like this it's not like someone just created it out of nothing we all kind of just did it because it's within us they want to this is the problem again you want to dismantle family okay what are you going to replace it with and eh, we'll figure it out um for example she doesn't make any concrete policy proposals oh i just said that or spend time worrying over issues like the gender pay gap and paid family leave she's concerned with much bolder possibilities and lewis's utopian future there's no such thing as a utopia do you, do you ever notice how all these sci-fi movies that start off with like a perfect, the perfect society, the utopian society, blah blah blah, uh, devolve into chaos because it's not possible. In Lewis's utopian future, the family as we know it no longer exists. Everyone, regardless of gender, is a surrogate. We mother each other. Yeah, that should work. Why? Why is Vice writing this? Everyone that works at Vice has a horrible relationship with their family. And so, no, Lewis didn't find that looking after her sick mother contradicted her stance on the nuclear family. If we had achieved the ends of family abolition, abolition already, there would have been a vast network of people to care for her mother in those final months of her life, not just Lewis and her brother. That's the way she looks at her mom. So sad. She says nothing could have been nothing could have better illustrated than possibility the unjustness and the structural scarcity for all concerned baked into the heart of the private nuclear household, she said. What the fuck are you talking about? When I visited Lewis in Philadelphia in December, we met a okay, I don't need to know the whole story. This is this is you're talking about this thing goes on and on and on and on. This is like a really long essay. Uh for someone who's so broken. And so retarded. And uh, I haven't heard about their dad. You see, this is what happens when your father leaves you. You're left to a deep thinker like Sophie Lewis, the feminist thinker and theorist Sophie Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm a thinker. I'm a deep thinker. Give me money, please. Um, all right. We, uh, there was other things I wanted to get into. Oh, man, like the Busy Phillips thing. <sighs> Hopefully it's not. Maybe maybe I'll just get into it. So not only do they want to abolish the family, but abortion. I was talking, I, I bring this up a lot now. And it's because they, I need, to, I need to drive my point home harder. And the only way I can do that is by ba- playing you clips like this. Busy Phillips is some, so- some actress, some C-list actress who has a talk show uh, on E, I think. So, you know, she's a very, very impressive person. And uh, let's listen to what she has to say about abortion. And uh, again, who hurt you? She uh, she talks about her abortion at age 15 as a good thing because she was able to get a beautiful hybrid car and a, a show and uh and has a husband who stays at home with the kids but but this person is so unhinged and, and demonic this person is basically admitting that she 
did something sacrificial. You know how old civilizations have these sacrificial offerings to their gods and they, they, you know, sacrifice a virgin or whatever and they have to do it once a month or else they're going to they're gonna have a famine. And, uh, and then we look back at those people and we're like, man, those people, those people are savages. How did people live like that? Hey, we're still doing that today. It's, it's called abortion. And it's, 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 and this, this is so superficial and so selfish. And you're going to hear it in her voice how demonic she is that you're going to, you're going to think I'm making this up and this isn't, this isn't real. But this is a good example of someone on their side driving home my point, driving my point home better than I could because this is so fucking crazy. So hear this. I was sitting in Los Angeles in my beautiful office of my own late night talk show. Soon I would be driving my hybrid car to my beautiful fucking home to kiss my two beautiful and healthy children and my husband who had taken the year off to parent so I could focus on my career. Career? have all of this all of it because 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 I was allowed bodily autonomy at 15 I will not be shamed into being quiet we will not be shamed into being quiet never again stop talking about my abortion or my periods or my experiences in childbirth, my episiotomies, my yeast infections, or my ovulation that lines up with the moon. My ovulation that lines up with the moon? What? <laughs> and also, who's shaming you to, for having a period? This is an invented thing by them, by the way. No one cares that you have a period. No dude is like, oh, gross, you, you bleed out of your vagina. Um, the only thing that, that us dudes are, are with regard to that is I, I, still, I still don't understand what that is. <laughs> I still don't understand what, what that is. But, no one, <laughs> but no, one is, no one is shaming you for that. That's like shaming me for peeing. Oh, you pee out of your dick? That's gross. It's the same thing. I mean, no one's shaming you for that. Uh, but that—that's the best way I can explain it. This is this is uh this is, it's gross. Oh oh oh! And then in the same in the same rally, uh, for pro-abortion shit, this one girl does this. It's seventeen seconds. They're they're be- It's like again, they're so open with their craziness that this is better than me pontificating. Me me you know me having to explain to you in great detail why I'm against it. Let's hear it for Senator Schumer! Oh my god, these people are so fucking wrong. Let's hear it for all the people who have abortions! Let's hear it for our trans folks who have abortions! Let's hear it for our trans folk who have abortions. Um, okay, first of all, her the cadence in her voice is so fucking annoying. I can't imagine anyone having sex with her. Besides that, uh, like, okay, actually, you know what? 
I can't imagine anyone being in a relationship with her. And this is why she is who she is. But, okay, let's move on. Uh, stop saying the word folks. You know, I asked someone on Twitter, why are people using that word so much now? I mean, politicians were starting to do it, but now people, the average person is is uh, blah, 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 folks, gay folks, non-binary folks, Muslim folks, all these folks. It's that is an elitist thing. And they're doing it because it's it's like a form of brainwash. The term folk uh, used to be about like the farmer down the street or uh, just like the average person. So when they use it for the trans folks who have abortions, you're nor you're trying to normalize. It's like a form of brainwash. You're trying to normalize uh, the weird, and that's why they do it. And it's so it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Um, sorry, but trans dudes can't have abortions. You know why? Because they're not dudes. So I guess you can, but you're a woman. The only people that can get an abortion are women. So, sorry. Whatever. But these people are so insufferable, so annoying. And this is who you have to fight. And conservatives need to get, you know, gain some grit and fight back because they're getting crazier because there is no pushback. There's no real meaningful pushback. And this is why they are, can do that. And this is why they can go on TV and say that everyone can have a million dollars. And then double down on it. And you know what? The same way with them that biology doesn't matter and doesn't exist and that gender doesn't exist and it's social construct, the same way that motherhood doesn't exist, the same way that um, basic economics doesn't exist, and that's why they can buy into social um, uh, cultural Marxism and all that. That's why they can buy into someone like Bernie or whatever. It's, 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 it's all pure bullshit. So, hey, by the way, sorry. There was other things I wanted to talk about. Sorry I didn't get to your questions. I still have them saved. Let me get to them uh, next week. But for now, that is Sadcast episode 91. Here's a song. Drop down the lights, I'm safe.